Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of the Come Join the High Life podcast. I am your host, Mr. High Life Films. We are here today. I hope everybody is having an amazing, amazing day. I don't know where you're at, what you're doing, but I hope it's working for you. All right. So today, 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 mm, 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 mm. I have a special friend of mine today. Her name is Tammy. She's a mind coach, and she knows a thing or two about a thing or two. So I'm not going to even get into the whole, I'm just going to say, hey, Tammy, how you doing? Hey, Mr. High Life. How are you? I'm on through. How you doing? So uh, tell everybody who you are, what you do. What's going okay. on? Okay. I am Tammy Zagarelli, but I use Tammy. And I'm a life coach in Manhattan, but um, also with Zoom, the magic of Zoom all over the world. And I mostly focus on like manifesting and mindset. And uh, maybe today I could talk a little bit about how I uh, um, coach people on how to make great decisions. Because like, you know, sometimes when we're making, we're trying to manifest, we're not sure if we're, how we're, where we're making those right decisions or not. So that's what I like to focus on uh, as far as, and I'm starting my own podcast, which is going to be called The Infinite Conversation with uh -huh. Tammy. And that infinite conversation ties into what I do at Infinite Conversation is a conversation about love. Okay. So that's what I mean by that. So definitely a, a, a subject that we all, <laughs> we all know we had our experiences with love, haven't we? <laughs> yes and it's not just a uh, romantic love it's just the like love in general like how we you know show up in the world and, and which part of the world we focus on you know like so i kind of sometimes say it as like where do we belong on team love or team fear like where do we emphasize on you know the loving end of things or the fearful end of things because we but we have both in us we're you know we're fearful a lot of the time everybody so where are our decisions and where do we manifest from? Are we, is that coming from our love or from our fear? That, Tammy, I want to ask you something about that. Sure. About the love and the fear and being on team. This team love fear. I mean, team fear or team love. And yeah. how you can't sit on the fence. I remember we talked about this. We had a conversation about this, about sitting mm -hmm. on the fence. Let's talk about that. Tell me yeah. I The way that I talk about it is that um, it, it came up for me when I was, um, as a mother, right? You know, we are trying to teach our kids. And one of the things that came to mind as a parent is that you can't, you can, you have to teach your kids how to be in the world. So the first thing that I thought of is you can't be irrelevant. You can, you know, sitting on the, sitting on the fence, you think that no one can see you or that you're hiding, mm -hmm. but you're still, whether you're in the stands or in the game, you are relevant by what you do and what you say. So if we realize we can't be irrelevant, we have to participate whether we like it or not because if we're if we're if we're not participating on purpose, then we're participating by default. If mm. you're hiding, you're still making an impact. Mm. You know, if something's going on in front of you and you turn away and look away, that was an action. Mm -hmm. Even, you know, not making a decision is a decision. Even not acting is an action. Not so the choice. <laughs> right. So people think that they can sort of sit on the sidelines and be irrelevant, but that's a choice to be out of the game, mm -hmm. the game of life, you know, and there are, you know, there are rules to this game, you know, and one of them is you cannot be irrelevant. So mm -hmm. you are showing up, whether you're showing up like this, mm -hmm. like this, mm -hmm. 
or you're showing up and you're, you're, and, and it's a process. It's a journey. Nobody shows up, you know, strong in the beginning. It's, that's what, that's what coaching is for. That's why I have coaches. That's why I coach is that we want to get into the process of what does it mean to matter in the world, whether we think we do or not showing up when it's, you know, and, and what does it mean to show up when we're afraid? We were talking about that a little bit earlier, you know, we both belong to the morning meetup and, you know, the first few weeks you're there, you're just sitting there and it takes a little while to get uh, out. When I first saw you on the morning meetup, I was new. You were new. Um, Yeah. Same month. Because you got on there, you didn't know how to, uh, I don't even think you had social media, did you? I didn't even know you could put a video up. David walked me through. You didn't know how to put a video up. And then it was like, say you spoke, Dave just gave it to you. He was like, you got to do this, (laughs) I do that. And you were like, but what I I loved about it was I saw you take action. I remember that. I don't know if it was that day or the next day you posted a video. You you had it was that morning and it's still there. I left it. And as Kelly would say, I did it ugly. Yes. And I left it up ugly because I love her the saying, uh, the ugly brand, which is, you know, do it ugly because, and not, and he said, don't take it down so that you can see your progress. I mean, I was I so it. afraid and like, you can hear his voice in the, you know, like coaching me through it in the background. And it was, <laughs> and, and I thought my hair was like this. I don't even know if I, you know, had brushed my teeth yet. And he was like, do it now. This is, and I thought, this is the moment. These are the moments that we have, you know, we asked for guidance and here it is. And so I left that video up and I look back on it sometimes, you know, very occasionally. And, and it was my first time I ever hit, as you would say, pushed the damn button, as we say from your first yes. podcast. I had to push the button. He said, upload. And guess what? And that was that. It was the first time somebody mentored me or coached me through like a really fearful moment. And I thought, these, this is the moments when you ask for something from the universe, asking it is given, but asking, do we step into it? Mm. It was scary, but it's there. It's still the first video, you know? Guess what? You showed up, Tammy, and guess what? You couldn't hide, and guess what? You You're affected hiding. a lot of people in the morning meetup because there was a lot of people sitting on the sideline on that Team Love, Team Fit. They were sitting right there on that sideline. I was one of them, and I looked. I'm like, dang, if Tammy could do it, I know I could do it because Tammy didn't. She, I mean, I I could tell that you were kind of like a little nervous. You were like, <laughs> you didn't know what to say. You didn't know what to pose. You were kind of like getting flood, fluttered, but- more. yeah look at today look at you now look at me now you know what i mean so it's like <laughs> now. like you came a long way and i just want to put some respect on that like we got to put some respect on the journey sometimes like we're not like you said we're not going to show up i show sometimes we show up like this but by the time we get in there and we start talking to people we start networking we start you know and that's the thing is that you know it's like we're not going to have a perfect journey but the, the idea is that if we can laugh along the way, it's a joyful mm-hmm. journey. Yes. That's the thing is like every, you know, no unhappy journey leads to a happy ending. Mm. So every, maybe a journey that has a lot of mistakes, but we can laugh along the way. That's a joyful journey. A joyful journey will always lead you where you want to go. If you can mm. laugh at yourself along the way and look at yourself as you grow, we're all, you know, the mistakes can be part of the fun, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I learned that so much from David when, you know, the, the number one takeaway that I was here from is consistency. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I take that to heart. I mean, everywhere you are, you learn, like, you know, I'm watching, you know, you did your pod. This is the, you know, I watched your first podcast last night and I thought this is what it is to show up for yourself. And I love the name of your first the, the episode where like push the damn button. And I was like, that got me to reach out to you to ask about, do you see what I'm saying? It's like, we don't even know who we're affecting by being a presence in this world. We can't not affect people. So why not do it purposefully on purpose? And the mistakes are going to be part of that journey and hopefully part of that joyful journey. Yes. And one thing you said was consistency. Well, I got a quote that I love that says, consistency beats all algorithms. If you do something <sighs> enough, that's like a touchdown right there that's like (laughs) seriously i I promise you if you do something long enough and just be consistent even if if you're doing it wrong if you do it long absolutely eventually you're going to get it right so i just encourage anyone you got to be wrong to be right right but and there's also like another thing that i saw (laughs) and i was watching your podcast last night and we talk this is such an interest i love studies on things because the more we study the more we learn right and I'm a I'm a book junkie you know I really like you know when the book club it's like such a part is we talked about so it's a part of our lives so (laughs) yes and what's great is that in a study uh they talk about people who procrastinate Mm. and do you know that it's only the smartest people in the world that procrastinate that they that that's in they did a study the smartest people in the world are the ones that procrastinate do you know why wow because they take more they overthink it maybe because if you aren't really anybody who's really really intelligent can think about all the different ways it could go wrong so we get immobilized so when someone says to me oh i procrastinate i say you're really smart Mm. that means you're really smart you've got to see like that i call it flipping the pancake Mm -hmm. and i explain like like when you think of a negative like i got this from this on like about 30 years ago from Dr. Phil, I was flipping the channels. I'm not even a fan. Hey, of it. I, like, I thought it was coming from your old career when you were the waitress. <laughs> exactly. I was a waitress for 20 years. No, I was, fl- I was, I remember about 30 years ago, I was changing the channels and I remember just seeing Dr. Phil and he said, no matter how flat you make a pancake, there's two sides to every story. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and so we talked about the duality of life, like the idea that, you know, we can, everything that is negative, what's the positive flip side to that? So if someone says I'm a procrastinator, I say that means you must be really smart. And so we can then lean into, okay, see what we want to do is soothe ourselves and bring down on our anxiety and say, well, there's a reason for this. So now I have to, in some senses, not worry about all the things that could go wrong because that's how I'm, that's how I'm wired because I'm in smart or you're smart. And so we think about those things. So uh, it gives me a positive aspect to something that I would might beat myself up over because beating yourself up doesn't get you anywhere, but finding a reason sometimes will get you through something in a positive way. Thanks. I, I believe you when it comes to, I never thought of it like that. Uh, procrastinators are smart people, but I just feel like sometimes procrastinators, they like, they look for the everything that can go wrong. They don't focus on, what could go right? All you need is something to go right one time. And procrastination, I just feel like you can be a procrastinator for a certain amount of time. But like, but like you said, you got to flip that pancake. You got to hit that switch 
you got to push that button and be like, there is something here that is waiting for me. There is somebody, like I talked to you a lot about this, like there's somebody that want to hear your voice. Like there's somebody who's timid, somebody who's scared, somebody who think that they're not enough, but you come on here and you talk about, or you go on there and you showed everybody, you jumped out there, you 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 jumped head first and let Dave just talk his talk about you. And, and you were like, okay, I do this. Okay, okay, okay. All right, I do that. Right. <laughs> and, and it was other people on there that were looking like, some people were laughing. Some people were looking like, this is a waste of our time. Some people were looking like, oh, wow, this is really good. Like she is really, it's a, it was a whole breakthrough. That's what I, that's how I took it. And that really motivated me, Tim. You have, to this day, this is, that is one of the reasons why I speak so much on the morning meetup or why I even started a podcast off of that one little thing that you did. It just And so you never, you never know who you're affecting, but it affected me because I was asking the universe for, for mentors. Mm -hmm. And here is someone saying in this very moment, I'm going to mentor you. And how much would it be if I had a private session with David Shands, who is a, and what would he charge for that 15, 20 minutes to go, you know, in his personal time? And he gave that to me. That's a gift. And so that's why I think that it's, it, you know, when sometimes when we stumble upon something, even if we're not ready, I wasn't, that was one of those days my hair wasn't brushed, my makeup wasn't right, none of that. But the moment arrived. And because of having this, sort of the way that I think about making decisions, um, which I'll talk about in a minute if you want me to. Um, do I kind of break down decisions like, should I roll with this with David? Mm -hmm. So here's how I make think about making decisions. If something feel, I divide myself in half, right? Emotionally, not really. I divide myself in half. And I think of part of myself is like my inner critic. Now, I don't even have to tell anybody what their inner critic is. Blah, 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 blah. It's the accumulation of every single yeah, negative thing that's ever happened infinite to you in your life. <laughs> yes, it's another infinite conversation, but I'm going to get to that in a second. But if you think about your inner critic, everybody's got one. It's the accumulation of the bully on the playground, mm -hmm. the time your mom didn't respond right to you, the time that your best friend, your girlfriend, your husband, your boyfriend, whatever, all those things that tell us we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't, the mantra, you can't, I can't. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. That's all, that's the inner critic, right? So it's always going. Mm -hmm. And then, then there's divided on the other side. We have something that we need to develop that I work with my clients to develop. I call it our inner guidance. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's sort of our connection to the universe. If you're spiritual, it's your connection to God. If you're, um, if you're atheist, your connection to your morality. Mm -hmm. So it's not, you know, like, so everybody's got an inner guidance. So what happens is, is that, inner critic is loud and screaming, you know, and our inner guidance is a whisper that we have to start. So most of the time we're having a really great conversation with our inner critic and we got to do this, start having a listening for our inner guidance. And then if you make a decision, you want to be listening to your inner guidance, the way to tell if you should do something or not do something. I heard Esther Hicks say, think a better feeling thought. And that's great. She's like, she's the master of manifestors, Esther Hicks. Mm -hmm. But I thought, think, think if something feels slightly better, if something feels slightly better, 
I didn't say slightly easier. I said slightly better. You are on the road to making a better decision for yourself. So in that moment, did it feel easier for me to do what David Chan said? To get my video up? Easier? No. Better? Yes. If I had said, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, that would not have felt better to me. It would have felt like, wah, wah. What if and my Dave, inner critic would, would win. What if Dave would have stopped and was like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And how would you have? My, absolute, that's the thing is that. So in that moment, I put my own question myself. Does it feel slightly better to keep going with this? Yes, it does. And I, from that point on, I always knew how to put up a video since then. And so when making decisions, we have to go inside and say, who am I, who, where am I making this decision from? From my inner critic, my fearful side, team fear, or from my loving side, the side of me that knows everything's gonna be okay, my loving side, and that's team love. It's like, yes. So if you make, a, think about a life where you make a slightly better decision and a slightly better decision and a slightly better decision, guess which way you're going? towards everything you want to get in this life mm. and that is what we call a joyful journey are there going to be pitfalls of course but we haven't we spent so much time in a relationship with our inner critic don't we know what that's about already like i i, I meet people who are like i don't have a relationship with my inner critic and i'm like they're like i'm like uh they're like no i i don't i don't have a really i'm a relationship with my inner critic i'm like yes see because we identify eventually we think we are our inner critics. Mm. So yeah. So so we lean if we lean towards not does it feel easy, but does it feel better? Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. And I know this was one that you moved me on so much. So I'm just gonna use an example in my life. I take care of um a relative that's not well, mm-hmm. you know, and it feels does it feel easy to do this? No. Does it feel better to do this? Yes. And you had almost everybody in tears at the morning meetup with your story and your vulnerability about the things that have gone on in your life. I don't know if you want to talk about it, but what I'm saying is that it, when you are doing something that feels better, it doesn't necessarily feel easy, but it feels fulfilling and you can have peace with it. Right. Facts. Facts. Yeah. I mean, you moved us, you moved nobody was the same after that conversation and that's crazy because that was something it was more about it was for me because i don't usually do that i usually keep it in and it was just a moment i feel i i took the the selfish me out this side over here and i said you know what somebody need to hear this story somebody need to understand like that one guy that was on i forgot his name but he was oh, no. the same thing. so it was like i've been there I've been questioning myself on what I need to do for my child and, and just to hear it come from, I don't know if he took my words or not, but just to, of course, you, everybody it, was moved before me to release it, it. It made, it was better. Right. It wasn't hard. It wasn't easy. It definitely wasn't easy because I was like, I don't want all these people in my business, you know, <laughs> but, but there was a level of vulnerability that we, nobody, the whole room, it stopped the whole room you know, when you share something so deep and, you know, what's gone on in your life, it, right it changes. That's how, you, how do you change the world? 
Mm. One conversation at a time. Mm, 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 mm. You don't need to go anywhere. You don't need to do anything. You just got there. Everybody within a hundred feet of them have enough people. If we spent time just sending love to those people, every single thing in this world will change. Yes. Right yes. where we are. Team love so, is team fear. Mm. Team love or team fear. And we, we're all going to be on team fear to start out with. Yeah, yeah. And then we venture out. And then as we get strong in an area, we pull another person along. And and then when we're, we're falling back, they, someone pulls us along. And that's where we come into with manifesting resonance. Like when people you want, you know, people say, well, I don't know what I'm about or what I'm doing or what's going on. I say every single person in your life is a mirror of who you are. You want to know who you are? Look at the people you spend your life with. Mm. That's how you know who you are. Like, and I think to myself, if, if you're a reflection of me being worthy to be here and being resonant in resonance with you, I'm a lucky girl. Wow. I think but that, do you see what, how that is though? Like we wouldn't, we've connected right away mm -hmm. yeah. because reson when you resonate with somebody, it's just like this attraction. So that's how we attract things into our lives and know who we are by the people that want to spend time with us like i said uh, this morning i was on i mean you know I'm, uh, I'm such a big fan of Bryn. i mean you know and her all her mindset and manifesting and this morning i was on I, I i went to the to listen to uh coach lucky and vero and i thought this is incredible company like to keep just to be just to be drawn onto it just to be able it to shows you who phone. you are just to be able to get on the phone just like that and have a conversation with them or just to have a conversation. If that's nothing but a couple minutes, we are in the book, the uh, live. I mean, uh, in the morning meetup. It's just to have to be able to be, have access to these people. It's like crazy to me. Like uh, I'm gonna tell you something I haven't told anyone, and I'm gonna say it on the podcast. I don't know why I'm okay. doing. It, tell you, but um, <laughs> I had opportunity to go work for Myron Golden, and <gasps> wow, I would never have that opportunity if it wasn't for me being in the morning meetup. And, you know, wow. it didn't go through like I wanted it to, you know, it was different. It was different parts that, that were moving that it, it didn't work out, but just to have that opportunity to be around, to be able to have the opportunity to get a job with someone or to have a, you know, be on a team oh. with somebody that's just amazing, making six figures in a day, six figures in a month, like what? Like, it's just ridiculous, million dollars a day. And um, just to have that opportunity, just coming from, being around people like they say if you're around four broke people you're gonna be the fifth if you're around <laughs> four four smart rich people you're gonna be the fifth so like you say team fear team love can or can't whether you can or can't if you believe you can you're right if you believe you can't you're right so it's you know these the the reason that some of these cliches come up and these the way that we say it, it comes up is because it's it's happening like also what i look at when something is close but doesn't quite happen this is like the flipping the pancake on that like it is like that was the universe telling you this is look at what you attracted it doesn't matter what the end result is it matters that this you know what can we control we show up we show up and if you know if people say do you want to film for me yes do you want to do this yes you know you're a, if you are a yes you will get more things to be yesing for yeah. and people will see you 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 know 
showing up for this. It's, it's like, you only need, you know, Myron Golden is here in his mind now as a, as a, as, and so it may not be the first time he asks you, it may be the third time he asks you that it all falls into place. But if you can stay and say, I did that, like take, like Bryn is a very, has a, a, a wonderful way of saying, take credit for all the good things and all the bad things. All of it. And, and, and also no win is a small win. That is definitely from Bryn. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, she has taught me that it's like to, to, to celebrate the small wins because those wins are the ones that become the big wins. Facts, facts. If somebody recommended like- you to Myron Golden, they're going to recommend you to everybody. Yeah. I had to look at it like that because I was a little, I don't know if you know that the last couple of days, I was a little down on the morning meetup. I never, I used to be, you know, up and talking a lot and responding to a lot of people, but I was a little off my marker a little bit, but I, I talked to a couple of my fellas um, and they were, they were saying the same thing. Like, you know, it's a, it's just, a, it just goes to show you like, look, some people are watching. Be yeah, so good. They can't ignore you. That's my favorite quote. Yes. I love Martin. that. Yes. Be so good. Um, can't ignore you. And it will, there will always be somebody watching. So you just have to be ready for no opportunity. They call it being lucky. So when you when your opportunity presents itself and you're ready, they say, "Oh, you're so lucky. You're so lucky." I um, know you got so lucky, but, but the thing is that 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 it's you know saying yes all the time, showing up all the time. That's that's the consistency that David talks about, and that's the the thing that I'm learning. It's like if you are if you know if the opportunity presents itself and you always say yes, you're good. That people are going to notice that. Yes. And you, you you show up and do your best every time. And your best is going to vary on different days. But that, I always say, like, we want people to, you know, you're the accumulation of your best days and your worst days. So when someone looks at the the broader, you know, vision of your life, I hope that what they, if somebody says, oh, I, I met Tam and she's really, really negative. I would hope, maybe I was having the worst day ever that day. But I hope the people that know me over an arc of time would say, that doesn't sound like her. Mm-hmm. They, and that I, they might help me to have a little bit of grace in that moment because we're all going to have that bad day. But we're gonna if we show up on our good days, our bad days, our, as Kelly was, our, our ugly days, mm-hmm. then we get people to respond to the wholeness of who we are because we are not just our best days. Yeah. And your best is different every day. Sometimes, Absolutely. sometimes the your worst day, you were actually doing your best, but it just wasn't going your way. You know, you were doing your best, and and somebody just caught you at your worst. But your best is probably better. I mean, your worst is probably better than someone else's best. But you just because if you yourself. keep showing up, because they don't realize that you showed up a hundred days, and in that hundred days, maybe you showed up as your um, struggling self, but you still showed up mm-hmm. rather than somebody who shows up once in a hundred days in a perfect mood it waits for that perfect mood it's 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 the it's the consistency it's that it's that feeling that we're 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 we are a work in progress mm-hmm. and we got to show up as, as a work in progress yeah and right? that a, that's the kind of like the trick that social media does to us like all we see is everybody's best we always see is the best nobody ever has a bad day on social media unless it's they want you to have a bad day all we see is the glitz and the glamour and we tend to compare ourselves to somebody else's best. But when all actuality, 
that best could have been like four days ago and they just posted it today. <laughs> yeah. And it's my, my friend, one of my best friends, uh, Beth calls it comparatonitis, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is like, yeah, well, I mean, you know, we can't compare ourselves on our first few podcasts to someone who's been doing it for 10 years, mm -hmm. but how do we feel we did on the, in, in these stages? It's, it's exciting. And that's what we're, um, you know, laughing at ourselves and laughing with our, with our friends and laughing in the process that makes it a, a great day or a bad day because show just being in the game is more than we've than we probably have ever hoped for our lives Thanks. Thanks. you know and okay. and 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 that is a, a changing way to be mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. change is ongoing Thanks. and, and so from instead of having peaks and valleys and peaks and valleys eventually we go like this we smooth out and we think we had a high high and it was it was good and we think you have a low low and it wasn't that bad. Mm -hmm. It smooths out. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Right? For sure. So. I agree. I agree. So I want to ask you a question when it comes sure. to the um you say you were going to talk to us a little bit about decisions, about you know, making those decisions and, and okay. Really you know, what's the process that you, you kind of, I know we're, we're not your clients yet, you know, oh, but it's all good. of how you would talk me through, uh, you know, making decisions in my life and, you know, making better decisions. I know a lot of people. Struggle okay. I love this. I absolutely love this. This is the, so I tell people there are, when you're, let's take, let's take something simple. Like, should I take this new job? Mm -hmm. Right. You have, or you have, two jobs in front of you. Why don't we do that? Um, one maybe pays slightly better and one maybe um, the hours are better. So how do you, and, but they're so similar. How do you make that decision? So there are three places you can land when making a decision. You can land in three places. You can land where you put a, uh, this job in front of you and you, you're sort of looking at the two and say, does this job make me feel, even though it's making more money, does that make me feel slightly better? One answer. Slightly worse than the other. Mm -hmm. Or do I truly not know? Now, I want to say that I don't know land is a real place to land. Mm -hmm. So I give people this saying, when you don't know, when it's too hard to decide, it means your inner guide is an inner critic have not sorted this out. So what you do is when in doubt, don't, don't do anything. When in doubt, hit the pause button. And I'm going to give you how you do that too. Have you ever been in a situation where you're buying a car and it's like, or, or somebody's making an offer and they're like, they're like, you need to make the, the decision now. And you're, and you just don't know if anything in life can wait 24 hours Thanks. or more. So if you really don't know, you're almost always going to make a bad decision. So when in doubt, let's take this off the table. When in doubt, don't pause. So just pause. So that's off the table. When in doubt, don't. So that now you're putting these things. And the reason that I, I like, um, I look and I say, does something, I don't say, does something feel better? Because sometimes feeling, we don't know if it feels a lot better or it doesn't feel a lot worse. I want people to literally split hairs in, with this. Mm -hmm. Does this job feel 
which of the jobs feels slightly better? Again, not slightly easier. Because you could say, but well, if, if this job, I should take it because it makes more money. Okay. And, you know, this job doesn't make as much money, but it makes me feel slightly better. Hmm. Which decision, which do you think is really going to lead to a long-term happy journey? Something that you're choosing because it feels, feels right, slightly better. Like this job doesn't make quite as much money, Mm. but somehow it resonates better with me. Feels slightly better. (laughs) Doesn't make quite as much money. And then someone will say, well, the money's going to make me feel better. It's like, I didn't announce that. I said, in your heart, take those things off the table, which feels slightly better. Mm-hmm. Split those hairs and can't wait. It feels slightly better. You are almost always guaranteed to be on the right path. Because again, slightly better, slightly better, slightly better. We're building momentum in the direction of where we want to go. Mm slightly worse we're building in momentum in the direction of where we do not want to go so maybe it makes more money fighting an uphill battle but the thing about it is makes more money and the company closes two weeks from now our higher self our inner guidance our connection to the universe knows so much more than we know mm. we have i mean everybody has felt this. have you ever met somebody and they go to shake your hand and your blood runs cold. You just have this bad feeling, inner like a gut feeling. Or you meet somebody and you don't know, you've never met them before and you're just so drawn to them. Mm-hmm. We are, our inner guidance knows. And how many times have you gone against, like you don't, somebody just isn't feel right to you and you go against it and you, you try to connect it. And then how many times has that ever worked out for you? Oh my gosh. I got, I I can't even count them on both hands and both feet. I don't know. Right. So what, so decision-making like anything else is about all, actually all all of life is about learning to not just learn about our inner guidance and inner critic, but learn to act from our inner guidance and how to quiet our inner critic. We're never going to get rid of our inner critic because our inner critic is a part of our amygdala you know it, it it's fight flight fear or fawn you know what i mean like that's like there are times in a place when if something is dangerous it'll say fear run does. you should run yeah fear it does has a purpose sometimes. yes yes right. it has a purpose but the the point is that how do we know how to start building the life how do we start building a life where we how can we count on what we're manifesting because you are manifesting every moment of every day whether you like it or not you're manifesting intentionally or by default so people say law of attraction is not working for me it's like it is working if you, it is working all the time it's like saying gravity doesn't work for me Mm-mm, not me if it's not working for you it's working on you the thing is exactly like gravity does not gravity is not personal mm-hmm. it's predictable mm. And law of attraction isn't personal, it's predictable. Now that's the duality is that we live in a very personal world, Mm -hmm. but there are impersonal laws that we got to get to know. Like gravity, it's like if if we didn't listen to gravity, know about gravity, we'd fall in our buildings all the time. And saying, see, 
God's out to get me. I fell off another building. It's like, well, if you know, I mean, and think about when people, people don't defy gravity, like, like Orville and Wilbur Wright. I love the song Defying Gravity. I love that song from Wicked. <laughs> but my point is, is that Orville and Wilbur Wright, the reason they were able to fly is because they worked within gravity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was working to against. transcend it. Yeah, yeah. But they worked within the laws of gravity. So if you learn the laws of the of the law of attraction, the law of reciprocation, that's one of my favorite ones. Law of reciprocation. Like I have some friends that come into town all the time, and they always take me out to a lavish dinner. And the law of reciprocation is after somebody gives you a certain amount of time, it feels like I said to them one time. If you come into town, if you don't let me pay for this dinner, I'm not going out with you because life has a way of resonating and balancing. They're like, but we love doing this for you. I said, I know that, but you have to let me Mm -hmm. balance this and feel good. Even if energy, we have to resonate together. Mm -hmm. And so that decision-making again, does it feel slightly better? slightly put that you know tattoo it onto your hand does it feel slightly better because a lot of times we don't know if it feels infinitely better or immensely better sometimes it does or something feels like oh no 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 obviously those decisions are are easy Mm -hmm. but it's when we're when we're trying to split hairs Mm. and remember i don't know land is a real place to be That's funny. And the answers will come to you. (laughs) My dad, my dad passed when I was younger, but before he passed, um, he used to record me with a recorder, right? And he said, so yeah, we're on another episode of the I Don't Know Boy. Because everybody used to ask me a question. I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know. But it was just so funny. But he was like, he told me that, you know, I don't know isn't a real answer. But the way you're explaining it, it actually it's a safe place to be because we don't we feel like we have to it's so much pressure to make the right decision the right i'm gonna put the quotation mark on there the air quotation mark we have to make the right decision when all actuality we have to give ourselves some grace like take it easy on yourself like you say any decision can you can have just give yourself 24 hours like tell that salesman to pump his brakes tell him calm down you'll be back you got to think about this and i i used to wonder um i do real estate as well and sometimes oh. the people that uh, the sellers, they want to, um, I'll send them the contract and they were like, well, I got to think, I got to think over this. I got to uh, think over this for the night. I'm going to sleep on it. And I'll be like, is he just telling me that because he don't want to sell? Or is he just telling me that because he really got to think about it. He really got to sleep on it. And the next day, just it's like clockwork. They called me and they signed the contract because they had to sleep on it. They had to what is it? Reson- they had to resonate. You had to be on the same. You just had to breathe and see if it see if it's the right thing. Like sometimes that just takes a moment. But we were, you know, we can get confused by all the rules of, you know, you know the the hustle and the grind or the you know feel our way through it. Like what is the right thing? There's there is no right thing. There's only the right thing for us. Mm. There's right thing for you. There's right thing for you. There's right right thing for you there's right thing for me so all four of us whoever the other two people are could sit (laughs) down and say is something right that's a personal decision it's a judgment call i got you it's a judgment call because most of the decisions that we make 
you know, and, the, and there, I'm going to give you an exception to those rules. Every rule has an exception. If you are an OR doctor and someone comes in with bullet wounds, you don't, ha- you have been trained to make those split second decisions. You may not have time to sit on that for 24 hours, but that's, that's, so that exception that, that also shows that no rule doesn't have an exception. Do you see how everything can have an opposite side to it? Flip that pancake. Flip that pancake. And I made that up for my clients because, you know, all it means is, you know, we, you know, if we use talking about things that are fearful or negative for the purpose of pivoting, Mm. we're using them in the way that can be constructive. It's not like that's the opposite of being pathologically positive where you you never examine anything. Mm -hmm. It's not. So when people say, Oh, you know, you should, you you can don't ever be negative. It's like negativity is there to be examined and to be pivoted from. We have to examine negativity, but we don't want to look at negativity get involved with it, think of it as a place we're going to, build a house there, start putting up a picket fence in negative, Negativeville, you know, start looking for our neighbors. We want to wow. visit there. Wow. Yes. Right? We want to go visit there and we want to kind sure. of say, okay, so let me see what this I could take from, what am I taking from here? And I'm going to bring it up my, from going from land of fear to team fear and bring it over to team love and say, how do I work with this now? But mm-hmm. every single thing in our life, fear has a purpose, but we don't want to give it a ho- such a higher purpose that it rules our life. Mm-hmm. We give it the purpose that, that it's meant to, we, you know. And so I, when I say, when I tell my clients, I'll, like, they'll say something negative. I'm like, flip that pancake. If you know what you don't want, think about it in terms of how, how great it is to, to know what you don't want. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to have an empty bank account. Okay, so what do you want? I want more money. Mm-hmm. So focus on that. Right. And, and so that's why it can be very confusing when people say do affirmations. If think about it this way, if you say that, that's why I love the slightly better routine, uh, even for affirmations, if you open up your bank account, and you're like below zero. And you say, I am a millionaire. I am a millionaire. And you're looking at that. Oh, does that make you feel slightly better? Probably not. So what can you, so this is what what I would walk somebody through. They're looking at a bank account that's on zero. And it's like, okay, so how do we make that feel slightly better? I'm going to give you an example. Wow, my bank account is zero. Okay. Okay. So I would say to them, how can you pivot a little bit from that? Uh, I would say, so do you have a roof over your head? Yeah. Yeah. I got a roof over my head. Okay. So did you pay last month's rent? Yeah, I did pay last month's rent. Does that feel slightly better? Yeah. I feel slightly better. Okay. So do you have any, any, you know, but I, you know, I quit my job and I'm freelancing and I don't know. I know. And I don't have any money. It's like, do you have any jobs coming up? Well, yeah, I have a job next week. And it's like, okay. Does that make you feel slightly better? Yeah. So you mean money's coming to you, but right now it's empty. So right now it's empty. Do you have food in your refrigerator? Well, yeah, I got food in my refrigerator. I'm like, okay, so you can eat today and tomorrow. And do you have any checks, outstanding checks coming to you? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. I, I actually forgot about that. I have a check coming to me. 
So tomorrow you're going to deposit that check. Will it still be at zero? Well, it won't, it won't be at zero, but it's not going to be that much in there. It's like, but it's going to be a little more than zero. Slightly. Yeah. But do you see incrementally that when we can soothe our inner critic, which is always going to give you the worst case scenario, that we can move this and all of a sudden they're like, yeah, you know what? Like, I, you know, I had a lot of, all of a sudden they're telling themselves, you know, since I quit my job, I have had a lot of jobs. This is, you know, this is a bad moment, but I, I've come through this before. They're all of a sudden, they're, they're speaking it back to you. Thanks. Yeah. But people need our, we can't buy into people's fear. Our, the best thing we can ever do for people is to see them as as their fully expressed self. Mm -hmm. Like this podcast that you're doing is going to go from here to the moon, right? Yes. And that's, and, and that's what, in every moment, you're not going to feel that, but you need people around you that can feel that, mm-hmm. that can remind you. Like, you just gave people me are going to. See, yeah, I, I caught that reminder. I caught it. I caught it. <laughs> there you go. And then that, that's it the thing. Me of, um, a book that I have is called uh, uh, What I Know For Sure by Oprah Winfrey. And in the book, she had a set called Gratitude. And it said, if you wake up looking for gratitude, like purposely on purpose, something's going to always show up. Absolutely. And the I've read that there's not a day I don't wake up where I, I automatically wake up in a grateful, even if I had a terrible day yesterday, most more than likely I don't. But if I had a terrible day, I wake up and with a grateful, I, I start my day off in, with gratitude because I know as long as I'm grateful for the little thing, like you said, is my, do I have a roof over my head? Are my kids in good health? Or is the cars outside running? Uh, do, you know, bank account might not look where I want it to be at, but it's a bank account. So a lot of people ain't got a bank account. They ain't even got a cash app on their phone. There you go. There you, you go. Stuff to be grateful for. I feel like it's gonna always show up. So I love what you just said like that. So that was that was amazing. Yeah, we're 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 constantly teaching ourselves, and we're constantly teaching the people that we love. And one of the things that I have a lot of my clients do. Um, almost every session as I, I, and it's really hard from the beginning. I always say, tell me 10 amazing things about you. Mm. So you want to play that game? You want me, no, can you tell me 10 amazing things about you? It's really Ooh. hard. But I, yeah. Okay. Tell me 10 amazing <laughs> things about you and I'll help you. I'll help you if you Why? need to, because I already know 10 amazing things about you, okay, but okay. let's start. Give me 10 amazing things about you. Okay. Number one, I'm a great father. Okay. Number two, I'm a great partner. Okay. Number three, uh, I'm a great friend to my kids. Uh, Number four, um, let me see what else. Another amazing thing about me. I'm I'm very positive to everyone I come in contact with. I I show them positivity. What am I on for? Number five, I love to spend time with older kids, I mean, old, older people and younger kids, just to, for the older people, for the empathy and the younger kids, well, for empathy, I've learned a lot about empathy. So I'm very empathetic. Um, there you go. Awesome, I, awesome. I'm getting, getting, getting crunching now, okay. That's okay, I'm saying, <laughs> okay. I, I could okay. already give you a hundred, but just, I'm only gonna go Once to 10. Start, Cause you know, you always, 
pushing out what you see in the world when you have to do some reflection it's kind of like oh okay well I'm, 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 I know I'm gonna give you one that I'm gonna I'm gonna put in here for you and I'm gonna tell you why this is the hardest one for everybody okay I'm handsome oh uh, yeah I gotta say and that. I'll tell you why that's so 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 many people say to me well if I say I'm handsome or I'm pretty or I'm good looking isn't that gonna make me conceited and do you know that it's the opposite of that mm. have you ever met a, I don't know if you met ever met a supermodel but I have uh met a lot of supermodels no. and if you say to them oh you're so beautiful I'll say thank you what are we talking about they're the least conceited people because they know that they're their looks is God part. given. Yeah, they got that part down. Yeah, right. But it, they're they're. It's when people just so you know when people are afraid to know what's what's amazing about them. What do they have to do? They have to go seek it out outside themselves. Mm. And that is that's where it, that's where conceit comes from. Is when you don't know it for yourself. So okay. I'm handsome. Yeah, okay. there you go. I'm funny. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, uh, I'm def. I I look for the win every. I want to say I'm, I'm a team player. I'm definitely a team player. That's um, that's big. Uh, I'm handsome again. Not a player. That's great. Insane. It's like, see. Um, two more. You gonna get two more. Model. I'm a great role model to. There you go. And to people that that I don't even know that I that are watching me. Um. And I am a trendsetter. Ten. And you see what I mean? Did do you see <laughs> that this? I mean, I've had people that, you know, I mean, you can see you have to search your mind and you have to think about who you are <clears> and how you show up. And it gets easier. I go to 20. Sometimes I make it 30. People are like, oh no. And it's like, but the thing is, if you don't know who you are. Mm. How, how do you live in a world that's constantly telling you who you are? Mm. And you don't have, you don't even stand a chance because now you're just going off of what other people thinking. And right. And so how do we strengthen this? And that's why I say I'm very into methods. Like, you know, I, you know, I, when it's like, I say on my page, like you bring me your, what in your why, and I'll show you how, mm -hmm. you know, how to um, feel good about yourself. You got to verbalize. You've got to know, know you're empathetic. You got to know you're a role model. That when someone, you know, when someone comes up against you and says, you know, well, we're looking for role models here, and it's like, and if you don't know it on the top of your head, mm. then you can't volunteer to be in that in that position. Mm. That's crazy that you said that. That's uh. So one of the biggest one of our our models here at Come Join the Highlight Podcast is one of my favorite quotes that I made up called. Put some respect on your mind. So put some respect on your mind. Put some respect on everything that you do. You like you got to give yourself some credit. Like like I'm, I'm gonna have to do that with my kids. When we get off of this podcast, I'm going and I'm asking my kids, tell me ten things that are, that are great about you. I say it's the greatest dinner conversation for parents and kids. I'm definitely it, ask and and you can and you can help them along in the beginning mm -hmm. to see because you know what's amazing about what's 10 amazing things about you so and then if you want to talk about kids because this is something when i started working with I, I i generally work with people that are over 18 but occasionally there's if a parent will be there i will work with someone who's younger mm -hmm. and sometimes i work with parents who who say i like i can't connect with my kid i don't know what i'm doing i don't i don't know they're all upset and they're like I'm, they're they love their kids so much but they're, they're so worried for their kids 
So this is a trick. This is again, a how to, what do you want to change that in the shortest period of time possible? Start every sentence for the next week with one of these sayings. I'll, I'll, I'll go over, but I love you. I believe in you. I'm on your side. We're in this together. How can I help? If you start every sentence with that, like, you know, like it's, you know, I, not only do I believe in you, but I believe you like, like daddy, like somebody on the playground was like, and, and, you know, it's like, you know, it was pushed me down and whatever. I believe you Mm -hmm. and I believe in you. Let's go get this taken care of. I'm on your side. I'm not going to let this go. You know, like, you know, you know, daddy, mommy, like, you know, like, you know, you know, nobody, nobody likes me at school. Well, I love you. I love you. I believe in you. We're in this together. We're in this together. I can't get, you know, I'm never, I'm never going to get this project done for my science project. I'm never going to get done. Sweetie, we are in this together. Your, your grades are my grades. I mean, I'm in this, we're mm-hmm. in this together and I'm not going to do it for you, but we are in this together. I'm not doing it for you, but we're in this together. Yes. And it's like, it's like, you know, mom, dad, like, I don't, you know, like, the, you know, I don't know what to do about this or the other. How can I help? Yes. How can I help? There's almost no sentence for if you're fretting about your relationship with your child. Mm-hmm. I love you. I believe in you. On your side, we're in this together. How can I help? Those five things can change the trajectory of your relationship with your children forever. Wow. Yeah. And I tend to say a lot of those things to my, I'm glad that you said that because it's kind of like reaffirming what I be saying to my kids all the time. But that one that you said was, how can I help? Because I feel like as soon as you ask somebody how I can help, they start coming up on, with their own uh, solutions. Like they start talking out the solutions. Well, actually, it ain't that bad, Dad, because, you know, I really don't like the man. I don't hang around them kids. But it's funny that you said that because I literally, my, my, my youngest son got in a fight at the playground yesterday. And I caught the, the end of it. And I came over there like, wait, bring it up, bring it up. And I was like, I said, what's going on? I said, and then he was like, he pushed me. And then, and I said, you know what? Both of y'all just stop. I believe I, I, it's okay. But it's too much fun to be having out here for you two guys to be to be over here fighting. Look at everybody having fun. We're in this thing together. It's just, you know, and I said it just like that. And I was like, oh my goodness. When you said that, I was like, oh. Yeah. So because we're sometimes we worry so much for our kids that we don't, the, sometimes they don't need our help, but we ask them, how can I help? Sometimes the answer is just listening from listening to me. I don't need you to do anything. Well, how you can help us? Can you just like listen to me and can I tell you this? Not and it's like, listening. I love you. I believe you. And I believe in you. A certain type of listening, not the listening where I'm just listening just to answer you. The listening where I just hear to, I just want to hear what you got to say. No judgment at all. Just let it go. And then we not, we, I might not even give you a response. You might be like, so what you think, dad? I might be like, well. I don't know. <laughs> but the thing is that that you're the listening, the listening with empathy, and you use that word empathy. They they have done so many studies that empathetic listening was, you know, it back in the 50s and early 60s, there was a therapist called Carl Carl Rogers. Mm-hmm. And before that, but like positive psychology sort of started in the 70s with um, you know, different people and and but before before Carl Rogers, like 
the idea of being an empathetic therapist, having empathy during therapy was unheard of. It was like, and now like empathy is just, it is almost the best medicine you can have. I feel like empathy is like a a superpower. Like it is empathy, losing my daughter, losing my, actually, I'm going to go back before that. Losing my grandmother. My grandmother mm-hmm. passed away in my arms, and I was the last person she looked at and the last person she told that she loved, you know. And losing her in my arms gave me the strength I needed when my daughter was at that same position. Mm-hmm. And I had to mm-hmm. you know, figure that out. It gave me the empathy to understand, to get out of it, my selfish ways and be like, you know what, I'm just going to let my daughter just sit here in, in pain and I'm just going to let her suffer. Or I'm just because I want to hold on to her because I just so selfishly love her and I don't want nobody, I don't want her to go away. So the empathy in me was was so strong from going through that with my grandmother that I was okay when I said, you know what, we're gonna do it, do not resuscitate, we're gonna let her go, and I know she's gonna be better. It might it might not be good right now for me, but it's gonna be right. better for her because she's gonna be at peace and she's gonna not be in pain and not be able to be her. And you could be at peace with that with that decision because you came from love and empathy. Mm. And that is, those are the things, you know, we know the world can be very divided. What are the things that create the bridges? You yeah. know, like, cause I, I talk about a lot with my clients and for myself is like when we're living and really hanging out you know, with team fear, it's like, what we have to do is walk across an invisible bridge with no guidance to team love. That's almost impossible to do. But each person that learns empathy is a, is a, is a step along that bridge. Unconditional love is a step along that bridge. Selflessness, selfishness in a good, like what, like in, in some instances is the right thing to do putting, because I take self selfish and turn it to self care. Mm-hmm. self-love self-love <laughs> self-care because yeah. you know it's you know we're we come from sort of that hustle grind mentality was that i can't help you if i can't help me right you got remember the you know the whole thing where like you're on a plane it's going down and the mask comes down mm-hmm. put yours on first you're not going to help your kid okay you know that's the way it goes right like it's not selfish it's 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 doing the thing that's going to save the the greater picture. You know, you can't breathe. You're not helping your kid to breathe at all. <laughs> I know. And, and the, these things sound so cliche, but we have t- chances every day in every moment to implement these things. But what I, le- what I'm basing my coaching practice on in my podcast and everything is that I believe that, um, living in a loving joyful journey is teachable and learnable Mm -hmm. it's teachable and learnable but we can't learn things that can't be taught we can be taught to flip that pancake we can be taught the laws of the universe like i make up these tamiisms you know they're you know like you can't be irrelevant and what my tamiism number one is you can't lose anything that's yours and you can't have anything that's not Mm. You better. So, like, what you and better. yeah, I'm, like, I'm over here with the fan, fan you down on that one. Say that one more time. That one you more time. can't lose anything that's yours, and you can't have anything that's not. And I'm going to give you a good example. So, mm. people, you know, like, if you are in love with somebody, 
let's say romantic love with somebody mm-hmm. and you got your mind fixated on that person. I want that person, right? But that person doesn't feel the same way. If that person is your person, you cannot lose them. If that person is not your person, you cannot have them. So mm-hmm. you get to want what you want in this world. 100%. I want to be in a loving, romantic relationship. You get to want that. You yeah. just don't get to pick how it happens. You got to let the universe pick. Yeah. And the universe is going to give you somebody far better than you can ever imagine. Because you want a loving, romantic relationship. But don't you want it with someone who is wanting it with you? Mm-hmm. You're looking over here to the person that doesn't want you. And over here, the somebody 10 times better that is just waiting for you. So if, so, if, if you lose a job, that wasn't your job for now. You can't lose anything that's yours. That job was yours. You would have it. And you can't have anything that's not. I want it, but it's not mine. Something better's coming along. Something better's coming along. And if that other thing circles back and it really is yours, it's gonna, you're not gonna be able to avoid it. Facts. So I, I love that one. That, that if that ain't a way to end a podcast, like <laughs> I think that says it, right? I mean, wow, Tammy. Like if it if it's yours. You can't lose it, and if it's not yours, you can't. You just can't have it. It ain't. It ain't meant. It you ain't lose anything that's yours, and you can't have anything that's not yours. There is that uh, is that that no. would probably be a good way to end this. So that no. it it's it's so freeing. But don't ever think you can't put your sights on what you want. I want the most amazing job that pays X Y Z. If you go for one that's yours, it's yours. You'll get it. If you go for one, ah, wasn't mine, but it represented that I'm going for it. Yes, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. ma'am. And I just want to say thank you so much, Tammy. This was really, I can just go on and on with you because we have some great conversations every time I get it. Yes, a- we do. Time. But um, can you tell the people how they can follow you? They can get in contact sure. with you for your amazing coaching services or sure. all that Sure. They can look at my Instagram page, which is a work in progress. I'm just, I'm just getting there. So, um, cause I've been a coach for a long time, I've been a coach for uh, eight years. So right. I haven't really gotten any, I didn't use that as a tool to get my business, but Instagram now is, it's the new now. And it's, it, so I'm, I, my page is a work in progress, which I'm happy to be working on. And it's a Tam, uh, Tammy underscore life coach on Instagram no. and they, anybody can DM me there if they want to. And, you know, I'm going to be seeking to make it super fabulous, but right now oh, I'm happy with that. Don't y'all let Tammy fool y'all for a second. Tammy <laughs> is amazing. It has so much information when it comes to being a better person, making decisions, flipping the pancake, doing the, the <laughs> I love you. I believe in you. I'm on your side. We're in this together. And how can I help? Then definitely she is somebody you would definitely want to get in contact with. Once again, this is the Come Join the High Life podcast. I am Mr. High Life Films. And this has been an amazing, amazing podcast episode. I don't know what I'm going to. Matter of fact, I do know what I'm going to call it, Tammy. By the end, here we go. You ready? Yeah. Team Fear versus Team Love with Tammy. Let's get it. There you go. That's awesome. Hey. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate, you know, being here and knowing you and being a friend of yours. It's just, I'm a lucky girl.
Hey, thank you. We really appreciate you, Tammy. So y'all know what to do. Do something today that your future self will thank you for. And please don't forget to put some respect on your mind. Come join the high life. Peace.